It's been so long and it feels so good to be back. Hello, all of you Not After 30 podcast fans and likers of the Awkward Throw Clear. I am your host of the Awkward Throw Clear, Aaron Chalupa, the Chalupa Cabra. Today is actually a, kind of a rare topic. You know, you don't really hear this topic too much on podcasts or just in regular conversation unless you're looking for it. Well, I went looking for it. Guest on this episode is actually one of my good friends, Laura Truman. You'll hear from her shortly. She has herpes. No other way to put it. HSV2, and you'll learn more about that term later. Uh, I've known that she's had uh, herpes for a little bit now, and yeah, she's super positive about it. I'm, I'm friends with her on Instagram, and she shares things about it. And more and more, I saw her sharing it. I just was like, "Hey, like, would you want to be on the podcast sometime?" And we could talk about it, and hopefully, you know, you can help end some stigma and you know bust some myths and just give some education to people that might not really know about it, might be afraid to ask questions, or uh, maybe just have heard the wrong information you know we're all guilty of that and she was yeah totally so more than happy to have her on um you know full disclosure she is not a professional uh, medically or mentally or any kind of um, health professional in any uh, way shape or form but she is a uh, avid follower of many professionals and she follows podcasts and all that jazz where they do have lots of information and access to other uh, professionals in those areas. So the stats, um, a lot of those things just might be coming from her personal opinion or just from her you know, knowledge that she's gained from other people. So um, just take that with the grain of salt with however you want to take it. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, she, she brought her dog with her. Uh, just this cute little uh, teacup chihuahua I found out, and no, we just we just sit down, we we hash it out, and yeah, we had a, we had a really good time. I I learned a lot actually, which was really really good, and you know it is it is something we need to kind of be aware of, and you know what are the uh, preventative measures that we can take uh, to do, reduce our risk, but also at the same time understand that it is um, you know, a normal thing and it isn't really the end of the world either. So with that, I will quit rambling on and I'll let Laura Truman do most of the talking. So here you go. Episode 43 of the awkward throw clear with Laura Truman. <clears throat> Hello everyone. And welcome to the, <clears throat> the awkward throat clear. Now here's your host, Aaron Chalupa. Oh, you're gonna pick a little guy up. <laughs> so we're here recording with Laura Truman and Nacho, her little Chihuahua. Is there a special breed, or is it just Chihuahua straight up? He's just a Chihuahua teacup. Teacup Chihuahua. Yeah. I've heard of teacup Yorkies before, but not Chihuahuas. Yeah. Uh, fair Littlest enough. Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually really, really tiny. And you're just saying that a bird almost picked him up and swooped him away. That was about the same size yeah, as him, eh? Pretty much. Little sparrow. My goodness. Yeah. So I'm here with my one of my friends, Laura, and we don't each other for a good number of years i think yeah. like four yeah. now or three yeah yeah and talking with her she wants to talk about hsv2 which yeah. is so hsv2 is genital herpes um it is cold sores but they're 
generally not on the face. It's uh, down there. <laughs> <laughs> Genitals, yeah. 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 Okay. And um, you know this because... Oh, because I have HSV too. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Laura and I have known each other for a while, but uh, only recently I found out about this and she wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's a very important issue to her as well as it should be to everybody else. Um, because of stigma, mm-hmm. mainly, you're saying that negative stigma is a big yeah, thing. Absolutely. There's, um, it's something that we don't talk about. Um, most people are not aware of what it is, and mm-hmm. it's really common. Um, it's just something that, you know, nobody brings up, and I'd like to change that and kind of put a face, you know, yeah. to, to herpes. Well, <laughs> thank you very much for being that brave and bringing it up and everything, too. Um yeah, there's not a whole lot of platforms. You were saying that there is a, a podcast mm-hmm. that you can listen to. So, you know, uh, Podcast Bump uh, as well. Uh, what is it called? So it's something positive for positive people. And it's just for herpes? Um, it is uh, for anything like sex positive. So people okay. who it, generally it started out uh, for people living with um, STIs. But mm-hmm. um, now it's, it's kind of branched out to anything sex positive. And it's a really cool podcast. And it really inspired me to be more open about my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's awesome. So, like, if anybody's listening and wants to listen to that too, there you go. And also, you know, free bump to those guys. <laughs> Next one will cost them. <laughs> um, all right, uh, going from there. What was I going to bring up here? All right. Um, so there are there, there's HSV two. So there's HSV one. Yeah. What is the, the cold sores? Like on the cold the, sores. On the mouth. Okay, so just oral. Yeah. So it it can be genital as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally it likes the mouth and HSV2 um, prefers the genitals. It's pretty rare for people to get it on their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you're with a partner that knows their status, there's things that you can do to minimize the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, condoms are great um, if you and your partner, you know, end up choosing to use that. Um, but uh, there's uh, supplements uh, such as lysine, which is a more natural uh, supplement that you can take, um, as well as I, I use uh, Valtrex when... Mm-hmm. I have a partner um, that does not have HSV two. Okay, yeah. so you 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 don't. Pardon me. I got you. Got to get those out of the way. So you don't mind uh, dating people outside of the HSV two world? No, not at all. Okay, is is it quite common? It is quite common. I, I actually nowadays um, I disclose on my profile. I write uh, I have HSV two, and I'm pretty chill about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I put the little emoji with like the hands up. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what, what, what's uh, what's your app of choice? Or um, so I use Hinge, and I've actually okay. had uh, pretty good uh, luck with that. Some people tell me, you know, that they have it too, or Oh, right they know somebody who has it or mm-hmm. you know it's just not a big deal so I realized like how much shame we have inside and nobody talks about it like mm-hmm. nobody knows what HSV2 is apparently but we do so it's yeah. just something that it, it's just not talked about well, that's good that there's more so good experiences at Absolutely. least people can be mature and if they're not then yeah just, I, they're not familiar with Hinge but I guess they just swipe on you or whatever yeah exactly. they're swipe off on you <laughs> um, so going okay I know a little bit about it and then maybe what I know about it might not be 100% accurate because yeah. last time I really like really really dove into it was probably high school mm-hmm. so can we like try to bust some myths or um, just make it more educational and aware to people that, that might not have it that like so they can maybe either be precautious to avoid catching it or um, 
or just be more open and aware to it and, th- and see it's not so negative and not so bad and everything and there's ways to go around it yeah so so hsv2 uh, is very common it's a basically a skin to skin um condition mm-hmm. uh, so uh, condoms greatly reduce the risk. I think it's like 50% um, mm-hmm. if you're using condoms. And then um, if you're on the suppressive method, like taking uh, Valtrex, um, mm-hmm. I think it's like, you know, male to female, it's like a 2% uh, transmission rate. So it's it's not like you have sex with someone who has herpes once and then they get it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> um, I've had many partners that have not had it. And as far as I know, um, they still are negative uh, for testing. Mm-hmm. Um it is something that uh, can live inside your body and, and pop out when in times of stress. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if you feel a little tingle, it's probably good to avoid uh, having sex with, a, you know. A yeah. Yeah. And so is it, can you transmit it when it's uh, in, I guess we wouldn't say we're in remission. <laughs> can you transmit it when you don't have an outbreak or a cold sore? Uh, you can. Yes. Um, it's, it's called viral shedding. Um, okay. And um, yeah, definitely you... It, that's why it's kind of a good idea to maybe take a supplement or something like that. It's whatever you and your partner uh, feel comfortable with. Obviously, mm-hmm. you need to have the discussion um, with them and let them know that you have it, so you can take whatever precautions and, and put their mind at ease. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're feeling stressed or something like that, and you know you kind of feel like it's going to come on, you kind of know. You get used to your your body. Your body t- gives you signs. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And like, yeah, like uh, even if you don't have herpes, you should always just be kind of in tune with your body and exactly. listen to like what it's saying and everything. If you're feeling sick, don't go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially in these times. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Exactly. Um, and if you don't mind me asking, like, um, how long have you had it for? I've had it for six years. Six years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, and are you able to pinpoint who passes you yeah so so at the time um i was actually quite a a crazy party girl Um, you know uh, i was i was a bit of a mess and i was with someone who um was either not aware of their status at the time they they had slept with somebody that they knew had it Mm -hmm. um they kind of cheated on me and they they gave it to me um without kind of being aware um as far as i know uh so yeah, and it kind of woke me up. It it helped me realize, like, you know, how I need to advocate better for myself in terms of having better conversations around sex. Mm-hmm. Um, it really put me on the path of actually, you know, not being a crazy party girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helped me be like, okay, what do I want out of life, you know? And it, it really, it was a gift. It sounds strange, but yeah. it was a gift. It's, it's brought me closer to partners as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, Robbie, you were sex positive beforehand, mm-hmm, like yeah. when you were in your party girl phase, or were you kind of like just not really sure about it? I was, I would say I was sex positive, but I didn't have all the information. Like I didn't know how common STIs were. Yeah. So maybe like you're, you're sex positive, but like you were more so like riding that high, like this feels great. I love it. <laughs> and not so much um, like, Hey, I'm confident with myself. I'm open. I like this communication bit and this is what I like. This is what I don't like kind of thing. Exactly. So after, you know, you, you kind of accepted your, um, accepted having herpes mm-hmm. and then moved on with it. Like you said, it's kind of a gift in the sense that, uh, you've grown with it in a exactly. sense and you've not let it identify who you are. Exactly. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're flying through this topic right now. We can definitely slow it down a bit. Um, so like, how is it, 
Oh, geez, like we're talking about dating and everything. I mean, I, I guess I'd like to bring up the fact that there are websites um, that you can go on to meet people who also have it, mm, which is yeah. really good if you're first diagnosed and kind of building your confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally choose not to be on them uh, anymore because I think that it, it kind of lives in shame and stigma, the fact that you have to pay uh, money to speak You have to people. pay. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. I know paying for online dating. Oh, yeah, what a strange concept. no kidding. <laughs> Frick. So, so yeah, so in order to speak to someone else, you have to pay or they have to pay. Um, yeah. and, and then like many people on the site don't even have pictures up mm-hmm. or, you yeah. know, and so you don't even know who you're talking to. And then it's like a very limited group of people. And they seem to be like a lot of people who are really depressed about having HSV2 when it's like a skin condition. So, so do you have to pay to get onto the site itself or? No. So you can sign up, but you just can't talk to anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the people that pay, they can talk. Yeah, they can message whoever. Whoever. Okay, okay. That's how they go about it. So if you don't pay and you're just on there, you're just kind of like floating around like a ghost or something until it's like somebody like latches on. Like, hey, let's talk. Yeah, you can can send someone a wink, but (laughs) then, you know, they have to initiate or you have to pay. So it's just, it's not a... Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds pretty rough but for it is, sure. It is great to get your confidence back if you're like nobody else I know has. Fair this enough. And, yeah, you know. Um, well, and I suppose if you're both aware that you have, um, you know, one of these STIs, mm-hmm. that you know, if you have the same one as the other person, then you can choose to be, you know, have sex unprotected yeah. and don't have to worry about, um, you know, taking these uh, supplements or... Um, exactly. Yeah. Because many people are, uh, you know, concerned about the long-term, uh, you know, health risks of, of taking supplements, mm-hmm. which is totally fair. Um, but I, I personally find it a little bit limiting because, uh, as you can imagine, you know, there's only a few people on this type of site. Yeah. Well, there's only so many on like other dating sites too. Yeah, so exactly. I can only imagine there. Your pool's real small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the people that probably build the confidence to go on a dating site, let alone. So yeah, yeah that, that can be pretty crazy. Um, did you have any positive experiences from that site at all? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I actually met a, a friend through that a support group mm-hmm. um, and they linked me up with some great people that I've become quite close friends with. And they're quite a sex positive group of people. We usually go for, um, you know, go to a, a bar and have dinner mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, go to a park and chat. And, <laughs> you know, it's just it's really nice to have people who like know the struggle. And if, you know, someone um, is having issues with their confidence you're like okay well this person is married and they have kids and their partner doesn't have it so you know maybe that's a possibility they're having it they have quite the normal life it almost seems yeah exactly Uh, normal in quotations (laughs) 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 you guys are so normal it's like yeah you don't you don't know how you don't know the half of it (laughs) (laughs) that's cool it's really cool and so like um yeah, so just support groups to like let you know like uh, what's going on and everything. Um, yeah, and I've had good relationships yeah. uh, come from that too. Like I've had a, a couple of relationships that kind of you know it was nice not to have to worry about potentially transmitting it to someone in the beginning because when you first like get a diagnosis like herpes, you think like I'm the only person who has this, you know, because right. nobody speaks about it. No, and no. you know I, I actually know like my my dad's friend is positive, um, you know, in, in being with it I've, mm-hmm. I've found you know my friend's ex-partner um you know and then, then there's some other friends in my life too and uh, you know not to out anyone yeah. <laughs> um but yeah like it's it's really well it is bizarre too because like what, what are the stats for like one in four one in five yeah, one in six one in yeah. six yeah. and i have 
so many freaking friends, but like yeah. uh, you're the only one that I know of exactly. right now. That's yeah, but that's probably because they it. haven't shared it. And that's absolutely fair. That's that's their that's yeah. their choice and everything too. But yeah, it just also goes back to part of that negative stigma and everything mm-hmm. too. So uh, what what will have? Pardon me. What else? Uh, is there that kind of like helps I, I, I just imagine like more education and more awareness mm-hmm. and everything too so like videos uh, on YouTube or yeah yeah so I when I first got podcasts all yeah, that kind of stuff yeah, yeah when I first got diagnosed I was just like googling absolutely everything mm-hmm. to do with it because um, you know I, I actually stayed with uh, the partner for a while uh, you know I had very low confidence and I thought well no one's gonna love me again mm-hmm. and so I just started googling it and I remember going on YouTube and I found like Laureen HD and I just started crying because she was this beautiful woman who's publicly speaking about herpes and like I was just like oh my gosh you know like she's totally okay with it and she's like people will love you and I was like they will <laughs> <laughs> they will they will so you know it was the, like STIs don't just happen to ugly people they happen to beautiful people too yeah and I think that's like so much the stigma is that mm-hmm. you know like I when I thought of herpes I thought like you know you'd had to be like this sounds really terrible, but like a dirty hooker. Yeah, yeah, you know? like it's 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 like a transmittable disease when it comes to or a virus. Sorry, yeah. Uh, when it's like you're a sailor or yeah. you know you're a prostitute, a bad person, a bad person. Yeah, you yeah. you weren't you weren't smart. You didn't wear protection. You're bad. It's like when you're having yeah. a, like a pregnancy and a wanted pregnancy or something like that. Exactly. It's like this doesn't happen to good people. Yeah, you know, but good girls <laughs> don't get this. Good boys don't get this kind of thing. Yeah, and you know what? It's it doesn't. It's so common and you just realize that once you kind of open your eyes and you come out with it it's mm-hmm. you know it, you you really do because yeah. people start sharing you know details um, about their own experiences with STIs and mm-hmm. you know it, it really gives partners confidence in you the fact that like you're willing to share with them mm-hmm. you know like this very you know awkward and you know kind of embarrassing thing <laughs> it is definitely awkward and embarrassing I can imagine <laughs> you know you have to bring that up because like that's that's I think that'd be the greatest fear, right? Is that yeah. you don't want to pass this on to somebody else, yeah. and you don't want to be thought of negatively in the, in some way where you shouldn't be. If anything, if you're you know disclosing to somebody, you would imagine that they would be kind of happy yeah. that you're bringing it up to them and you're you're thinking about them where mm-hmm. you know you did, you weren't aware of. Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't given the same consideration. You, yeah, you weren't given the choice. You weren't mm-hmm. given the, uh, the consent. Mm-hmm. Or you, we weren't able to give your consent mm-hmm. to that. So, no, it's. Have you had any negative experiences by disclosing to somebody? You know, I've I've had one person reject me, but it was actually because I brought it up. I met this person at a bar, and we made out all night. And um, I ended up like texting them after we went on a date, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Just let you know, I've reached just with you, blah blah blah." And I probably like you know spit way too much information into a text message that you know someone was just unprepared to mm-hmm. receive. You know, um, they didn't know me at all. You know, <laughs> so they they just let me know that they were not interested and thanked me for for telling them and that was like the one I guess negative reaction but I actually cried after I got that um, text message because it was such a human response and I was like wow they treated me like a person and they were not yeah. like you know ew you gross person yeah. why did you make out with me and leave me on they were just kind of like thing. yeah they were yeah. like oh thank you for letting me know but I'm not interested and it was like okay they're rejecting me for HSV2 they're not rejecting me because you know I have a big nose or you know, like, <laughs> 
whatever. They're like, actually, thanks for, the, thanks for the exit there. You do have a big nose, and I don't like that, but this is much easier. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it was just like a really good way to, to be rejected, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone that I've told, um, you know, going forward has really accepted it with grace. Like they've, they've been like, you know what, that doesn't change the way I feel about you. Mm -hmm. Like some people have been like, let's take it slow. Some people have not, (laughs) you know, some people have just said, you know, um, uh, I'll do my research and, you know, I, I usually like to explain to them a little bit about it, but not too much. I'll just let them know that I, you know, get cold sores, AKA genital herpes, but not on the face down there. And, um, I ask them if they have any questions and leave it at that. I don't want to, you know, cram information down their throat. I'd like to, you know, let them think about it. And Mm -hmm. usually, yeah, they thank me for telling them and they appreciate that I'm an honest person. And I think that speaks to, um, character, right? When, when you're with a partner, you want someone who's honest and trustworthy. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely makes a difference, right? Totally. Totally. And you're, you're pretty open with it with most people for the most part. Yeah. Like, the, like your family, my close most, friends, most of my family, um, like my mom, I'm not, uh, out with it just because, you know, she's a little bit, uh, you know, conservative. Right. And, yeah. um, but everyone else in my life really kind of knows um my my work doesn't but maybe they will now (laughs) (laughs) just dropping that bomb yeah exactly (laughs) i'll send you the link and we'll figure out uh, (laughs) how much i'm not sure if your your work is like all all about uh the podcast all the time (laughs) yeah that's true we we have some followers but maybe that we don't like reach like all all parts of the globe um Well, fair enough. Um, geez, like I'm just trying to keep track of like everything we've covered so far because we've done such a great job covering this and that and everything. Um, is there someone you, like what was the name of the doctor? Do you still like follow her on Instagram or something? Uh, Laureen. Yeah, uh, she's a I believe a sex uh, educator. Um, mm-hmm. She does have an Instagram. She has a, a YouTube. Um, I follow her. Uh, she's actually been you know, always post really neat content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely opened up my eyes to, uh, you know, a world of things. And, you know, obviously that podcast that I mentioned, something positive for positive people changed my life because I thought, well, here's someone who's doing a podcast about it. Like, (laughs) you know, how brave is that? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm not brave because I'm just, you know, riding on the the coattails of following in this person's example, but like he started a podcast like on his own, you know, that's so cool. Yeah. And so I imagine that he has it then too. Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So we're actually like little Instagram friends. Oh, are you? (laughs) I mean, I I think so. Maybe it's just a one-way thing. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Whenever I get like somebody like like, has some kind of fame, I'm always like, oh, they're my friend. (laughs) It's like Alicia Rizling after I recorded with her for the whole bobsled uh, podcast and then Jesse Lumsden, like both of them followed me. I'm like, oh, I'm so cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Um, And like... With it, is there like when you have an outbreak, mm-hmm. is it like just like discomfort um, for like the day, or, like last uh, while? Like, are you uncomfortable all the time throughout the day, or? Yeah, so oh, I guess I should explain what an outbreak is, and I think it is different um, for every person, mm-hmm. um, and whether you're uh, male-bodied or female-bodied, um, you know, definitely can 
feel different. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as, for my first outbreak, my primary outbreak, it I didn't know what it was. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd actually gone to the doctor um, with my friend because she was kind of nervous about um, getting tested. And I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'm with a partner. Um, I've been with them for a bit. Mm -hmm. um, I may as well get tested too. Well, solidarity. And I felt like, you know, I had a yeast infection. I didn't think too much of it. Mm -hmm. And I go to the doctor and uh, if I'm oversharing, please stop me at any time. <laughs> hey, I think we're, <laughs> yeah, that's we're true. past the point of oversharing. <laughs> so, so yeah, I go, I go to the doctor and the doctor is like, okay, we're going to swab you. Um, it looks like this could be herpes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, you know, couldn't possibly be, you know, and I just, it didn't even occur to me that that was even like, I, I wasn't even resistant of the fact. I was just like, there's just no way, you know, I, I, herpes is some gross monster, you know, that, yeah. was, you know, <laughs> under the sea, you know, <laughs> that doesn't look anything like it. And like, it, honestly, it looked like I had a little bit of razor burn. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they swabbed it. And that's one of the best ways, I guess, to test um, if you have it. You can also get a blood test, but I've heard that that's unreliable. And okay. most um, STI tests, actually, they don't include herpes in the test, either herpes one or two, because it's so common. So, because, you know, yeah. me coming out a little bit, uh, I have definitely had a scare before mm -hmm. where I got a phone call, actually, from a health clinic saying that someone you had sex with um, tested positive for chlamydia. And so I was just like, hmm, I wonder who that could be. Because <laughs> it was from um, a certain town that, uh, you know, I only knew one person from that I had sex with yeah. in recent months. And I was like, uh-huh. So I brought up that person. It's like, well, I was just scared to talk to you about it. Uh, I had no signs or anything yeah. like that. I went to the uh, the hospital, uh, the emergency room, <laughs> or waiting room or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to make it sound like, I was like oh, my God, I, I might have COVID. Everyone move out of the way. Uh, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, here's some pills just take these have some water I'm like that's it they're like that's it yeah. I'm like okay um, and I have been tested before mm -hmm. uh, for other things because like you know you might run into a partner where it's like okay well let's both get tested mm -hmm. so that we know what we're going from but I always thought they, they would test herpes yeah. you know HSV 1 and 2 they don't um, because they say that it's so common and it's so benign the fact that you know so many people have it mm -hmm. and that it doesn't really do anything so it's just ugly and uncomfortable you yeah know? And, and you know it's just it's it not feels... life threatening in any means exactly it, you can have a perfectly normal, happy sex life afterwards. And I think, you know, that's the important thing to stress is that everything is treatable or manageable. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, it is what it is. It's part of being a sexually active human. Mm -hmm. And so from from that part, like this might be, and feel free to let me know if you don't want to share or not. Um, so when you meet a new partner, mm -hmm. what's the procedure there? Like, okay. and you decide that you want to have sex. Um, you both get tested if you've had other sexual partners and you haven't been tested in a while. Um, protective sex, mm -hmm. whether it's with um, a partner who has the same or not. Mm -hmm. I think it's always good to get tested in between partners um obviously you know it may not be possible and you just want to make an educated uh risk for yourself you know like if somebody says you know i've only had one partner and we used a condom um you know like this is just a personal choice that you can make you mm -hmm. um i would definitely recommend getting tested between every partner because you know stis are so common um it's definitely better to know than not know <laughs> well it's so hard to like to keep track too because like so many of them you have no idea if you're a carrier exactly. or not, right? Like, I think it's HIV and AIDS. Like, you mm -hmm. could just be carrying and I have no idea. Even chlamydia 
even gonorrhea apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Chlamydia, because like, just from my experience, like, no idea. Yeah, exactly. So it is what it is. I had, jokingly with some of my friends, it's like, you know what's really crazy? Like with all this COVID thing going on, it's like, we could get rid of chlamydia if everyone just stopped having sex for like a week and took a pill. (laughs) It's like. Oh, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. <laughs> but, but people aren't going to. No, they're not, of course they're not going to do that. People don't want to wear fucking masks right now in most countries yeah. or most towns and everything. Like probably one in 10 people don't want to wear masks because they're like, yeah, I can't breathe. It's not right. You're infringing on my rights. Exactly. Like, get out of here. But so. sex is so important to people, too, right? And I think it's very <laughs> yeah. hard to not have sex, if, especially, you know, if you are really into somebody. Mm hmm. And, you know, as, as long as you know your status, that's really the best way to go ahead with a partner. Um, and, yeah, like my, my usual thing is, is to talk about, you know, our, our partnerships beforehand and when we were last tested. Mm-hmm. And then you can decide on, you know, whether you want to use barrier methods. And, you know, obviously it's a, it's a good time to talk about whether you're on birth control as a woman, too, or mm-hmm. an IUD. Um, it's a good thing to bring, bring up so many other doors too, and yeah. windows, and like, oh, by the way, this. Also, can we talk about these things? <laughs> yeah, or were your kinks? It's like a perfect yeah. thing to, you know, like what what is okay with you? Yeah, you know, sharing can be fun. Yeah, it's like, hey, look at me being so truthful to you. Exactly. Do you want to be truthful with me? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Like, and the truth is your superpower that way. So no, for sure, yeah. that's cool. That's very, very cool. Um, yeah, man. I should have very unprofessional of me. I haven't recorded in a while and I should have had some notes and like just crossed this thing off and that thing off. I've already said that like three times throughout the podcast too. This is how well prepared I was for this, this thing. I should have done some more research beforehand to educate myself so I could be educated again. Just hanging out and chatting. So, oh yeah. Catching up and everything after I picked some raspberries and made some scones. What a wonderful day. Very lucky. Oh frick. I shouldn't have told told that because now all my former guests are going to be like, what the hell? I didn't get this treat. (laughs) I'm special. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so with everything going on now too, like, um, like with COVID and everything, like has that made your dating uh, life even more difficult or? Um, No, I mean, it just has made it better because you have to navigate things a little bit more. You know, you definitely have to share if you're seeing multiple people. Mm -hmm. I think that's just the ethical thing to do. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a great way to kind of allude to, uh, you know, a sexual health talk as well, because, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of are like, okay, well, what people have you seen in the last few weeks? And, you know, these are the people that I've seen, like how close were you with them and and that kind of thing. So it's a a great way to kind of be like, oh yeah. And, you know, (laughs) like, what is your health? status right because mm-hmm. I mean I, as I said I disclose it on my hinge um, but I also want to you know definitely make sure that people read that because sometimes <laughs> yes then I just gloss right through it I imagine <laughs> yeah you can't just assume that people read it hey did yeah. you read that read what oh boy <laughs> yeah cause here we you, go it, when you're talking to so many people right you never know if someone's just like looking at the pictures and they're like oh mm-hmm. yeah that's you know you're talking to so many people <laughs> here. I'm over here. Like not talking to anybody. It's like one person. Like, woo. Yeah. Right. Northern, Northern Alberta is very limited. <laughs> it's like three swipes and I'm done. It's like, Oh geez, I guess I have to wait another two weeks until like somebody else comes up. Fresh meat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what was it like, uh, for you to that, that first week 
of knowing that you now have HSV2, mm-hmm. like, like, how did you go from there? Like, you're still in this relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I told my partner, and we ended up getting very drunk that night. And, you know, it was not a healthy relationship. I ended up staying in that relationship for far too long. Um, <laughs> but uh, did you want me to kind of touch on, like, my experience, like, what I felt, like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, just dive right into it, like, your, your initial feelings internally, mm-hmm. um, what it was like with your uh, relationship, like, mm-hmm. sharing that information. Because... That she, uh, your, your partner had it too, obviously. Yeah. Like, how did you come about bringing oh, that up? About knowing. Oh, okay. So yeah. So they called me. Um, I thought I was totally clear because they're like, we'll let you know, you know, in this window, um, if anything comes up and, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm good. You know, it's like four 30, you know, and right on the dot. And I'm like, I made it. I'm clear. There's nothing, you know? <laughs> and then I got a call from a blocked number. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I remember, I was at work and I just like took it out of the room because they called me and you know said my name and they're just like just just so you know you have test po- tested positive and I was like oh no and it was for HSV2 and my whole world went like oh you know mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like what you know um, how's that possible you know and um, yeah I ended up phoning my partner and letting them know and um, yeah like they were shocked at the time or you know so I thought <laughs> you know yeah. um, and you know anyways the it was painful like I I hadn't really paid too much attention to it um, because it it, must have just been just in the beginning when they had swabbed me um, because it actually like it it hurt a lot um, and you know going forward uh, outbreaks are are not like this Um, it was the initial outbreak that lasted for a week and I didn't even know that you got uh, Valtrex I remember going back into the clinic and being like I need to talk to somebody about this because I'm traumatized like there's got to be some sort of some help for me you know and I'm just picturing like <laughs> you, you get this knowledge from like the, the, the clinic whether it's yeah. in person or over the phone and you just walk out and like can someone hug me? <laughs> Can somebody tell me it's gonna be okay? Or do like where do I go to kill myself? Yeah, well, like like yeah. is like that is that what it's yeah. like? I felt like I had leprosy. I was like you know like, no. <laughs> you know where's the island I moved to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was just like what do I do now? And like I went into the clinic and they told me well it's so common don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like what like you know (laughs) you know they're just like tell your partners and I've actually you know in in friends that have um, also been positive they've had doctors tell them you don't need to disclose you know because it's so common and is that a law I've heard rumors that that's like you could be like taken to court or sued or I mean, something like that. Usher thing, if you recall that in the media, I think he was like sued, but that's the U.S. I don't know. You have to refresh me. I don't really know that much about okay. Usher. So apparently, like, he, he was the guy that peed on, so, like peed on, no, or had I, girls I pee on him. Oh, like Ark. Oh, see, <laughs> see, this is what I mean. Is I'm getting all these guys mixed up. <laughs> Your R and B needs. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. That's an R and B fan. I just failed you all. Yes, R Kelly. I forgot about that guy. Okay, Usher. What yeah, was? So apparently, I. I don't remember the full story, but some chick was suing him for having herpes. I don't know if they were successful because I did not follow the story. I, um, you know, immediately followed Usher because I was like, oh, a famous person that has herpes, you know. I followed hey! <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> buddy! <laughs> <laughs> One of the club. Um, but yeah, so I basically worked through that and, you know, I wasn't given too much help, um, you know, by the clinic, which was kind of a disappointment to me. They were just kind of like, it's not a big deal. And for me, it 
was a big deal because like I didn't know how to navigate going forward and you know I didn't know like what do I do and obviously like my partner was you know potentially you know exposed and like I didn't know if he gave it to me or if I gave it to him and you know it, like at that time anyways right um, I yeah. Okay. You, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was definitely like a really interesting experience. Um, yeah, it was basically me self navigating. Like the, they didn't even tell me anything about suppressive therapy at the time. It was all online research, and you know it was really hard to because there was no real structure about it. Like I had to really figure it out on my own. Do you know if they have changed that at all? I have no idea. Like, is there more of a support program or something? Because, like, to me, that'd be a, a huge cold. thing. Yeah, because, like, that, like, that's that's really heavy to deal with. Like, yeah. like obviously, you look at it now, and you're like, okay, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I've learned. Yeah. But, like, if you're, like, if this is a young person yeah. or emotionally unstable person, that could be a lot. Which to I was. Deal with. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, like, uh, it might uh, force someone to go more into drugs yeah. or, um, Pardon me, substance abuse, mm-hmm. unhealthy relationships, Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. Like they feel like they have this big secret they don't want to share with anybody and they might go in like more of a secluded nature, I imagine. Right. Yeah. And I definitely internalized it that way. And I started partying a lot um, mm. after that relationship ended. And my way of, I guess, navigating or coming to terms with that would be to get very drunk and tell everybody at a bar that I had herpes because I just didn't matter if you're dating that person or no, not no I would or just like wanted to date them. I would tell everybody <laughs> wow there you go be crying while I did it so you know but it was just probably a lot people probably were very scared of me you know but um I was just in pain and I didn't know how to deal with it and yeah. you know made everyone my personal therapist sorry people you know <laughs> if you're listening I'm sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe we can hang out and like just they you know, be buddies now <laughs> yeah, I'm not in that life anymore <laughs> But, Swear um, to God, I'm, I'm more normal. Not completely, but more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not boring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my way of first kind of dealing with it. And then, um, you know, eventually I told some friends and they were like, oh yeah, me too. Or this person has it or whatever. And you just realize it's just this big thing that nobody talks about. And um, yeah, then I really kind of healed myself that way. And um, part of just becoming open about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it, it really is not a big deal in my life. Um, when I get an outbreak or I feel like a little tingle tingle, I just avoid sexual contact. And Mm -hmm. you realize too, that there's other ways you can experience pleasure with your partner. It doesn't always have to be with your genitals, you know, um, there's definitely creative ways to go about, you know, having sex. But wait, you're telling me (laughs) (laughs) that you can have fun with your partner without having sex. Right. Laura, that's crazy talk. (laughs) Doesn't always have to be P and B, right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's good. Um, Yeah. You'd be like the Christians where they do it in the ear, right? (laughs) Or like the elbow or armpit or something. The ear. (laughs) That could be interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Who's on a family episode? I'm pretty sure it's real. <laughs> if they did, they, um, yeah, they must exactly. be true. That's real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going on, like, and I can't, I'm not sure how many times I'm going to reiterate this, but like, let me know if this is too personal of a question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you know if you've passed it on to anyone at all? No, like I, I've been told that I haven't. And when I've been in a relationship with somebody, like I would hope they would tell me after mm-hmm. the relationship ended, like, hey, you know, I don't know if people would, but to the best of my knowledge, like the entire time I was with people, um, you know, they did not test positive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think. And you and you would say that you've dated more people with it than no. not have it or the other way around I've, yeah I've actually only dated like had um, intercourse uh, uh, you know with two people that mm-hmm. you know have had it and everybody else um, has not had it. I'm not going to say the number yeah no, that's <laughs> but, fine that's fine that's fine that's fine <laughs> um, yeah so it's been uh, yeah it's I've had more partners who definitely uh, haven't had it and it's you know it's really been great for my communication skills you can almost say that you don't want to have sex with these people at HSV too because you don't uh, be so with them <laughs> is that what you're saying Laura no I'm gonna, gonna spin it on you like, like, like this has actually been a drill like I'm gonna, now I'm just gonna just come at you with all this like slander and hate you've, you've come on Bill O'Reilly's show now <laughs> so, this is, so this is what you're saying no I'm not saying that at all well that's good yeah no, like, yeah that's gotta be a, a big thing it's like you wanna make sure that well the person's consenting of it like if you're addressing mm-hmm. it to that person you're they're giving you consent and so they're taking the risk. If they get it, then yeah, shitty. But you kind of knew this, you know, the 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 chances of getting it. Right? Exactly, it's informed consent. Yeah, it's a shitty deal. It's like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to make a well, comparison. I, think, I, I, <laughs> I had a comparison in mind. I definitely think you know if someone can't handle a little you know side of herpes, then they're not worth you know having that yummy juicy sex with. You know, <laughs> fair enough. Absolutely, um, and. Like just going like with understanding what the consequences might be and everything too. Mm-hmm. There's also that we can jump back into stigmas. I think where you're saying too beforehand, we're having a conversation beforehand where there's HSV at one, mm-hmm. which would be more like cold sores as we, like most people would yes. come to know them. And then there's HSV two, which is kind of more known as herpes. Genital herpes. Yeah. Well, most people I would, I would, would say herpes. Cause like the way I always thought, you know, growing up, like my mom had a cold sore mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, those are cold sore. That's cold sore. But like jokingly, like, <laughs> it's mouth herpes. But it is. <laughs> it, it is. It absolutely is. But like we, like, I find that most people like have that mentality where it's just like, Oh, that's fine. Cold sores are okay. Yeah. And, you know, even the commercials like a breeze, you mm-hmm. know, like, and then you have HSV two herpes, general herpes, where it's just like, and it's no different. Gross. <laughs> Get away yeah. from me. Yeah, but it's just stigmatized based on the location because of our culture that's around purity and virginity and you know just sexual shame, and mm-hmm. it's totally ridiculous because you can transmit cold sores on the mouth, you know, to someone's genitals. It happens. That's you know. And the other way around, you can too. Is like yeah. HSV two. HSV two is actually pretty rare. Um, I to have to, to get to get it orally. orally. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Interesting. Because it prefers the genitals. Um, you know, if that's <laughs> who <it's>, doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me HSV two Chalupa. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's <laughs> gonna be a really bad meme. Something goes on with that one. <laughs> That is not a good nickname, everybody. That is not a good nickname. Please don't call me that. <laughs> Self-deprecating me. Fuck. I knew I was going to do this. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, just to reiterate, HSV-1, cold sore, mouth mm-hmm. herpes. Mm-hmm. HSV-2, 
Um, also cold sore, but also also cold sore. <laughs> I'm just trying to like, get those like you know um, real uh, hot button words there. Totally. And then HSP two general herpes, general cold sores, yeah. <laughs> Gen- genital cold cold sores generally. Yeah. Um, general, they're both herpes. There's no difference. There's other no than difference. The location and like the fact that it's a different virus. Than and the where they prefer virus. to like hang around. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Interesting. But HSP one is just as easily orally as it is generally. From my understanding, okay. I mean, I'm not a sex educator, but that is what I've heard. And, you know, the <laughs> what makes you? Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. What makes you qualified to talk about this subject? <laughs> um, okay, very interesting. And like, so with you know, not if you, if you have oral herpes and you're drinking a drink and you're passing around, mm-hmm. that's still possible to pass it to somebody. I would think if they have some skin attached there, and you know, it, it could get onto your mouth, right? Yes. Um, so that is that is possible. It's definitely probably better to avoid sharing uh, drinks, yeah. you know, that kind of thing as a rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually HSV1, you know, is transferred to people by their parents um, who aren't aware that they're having, a, you know, a cold sore. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll go and kiss their, you know, family members on the cheek, on the mouth. So then, you know, kids get it. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it, it happens, right? Um, herpes happens. I <laughs> <laughs> should name the episodes. <laughs> Because like, and like this is a funny thing too. Is I believe chicken pox are also herpes. Exactly, and shingles. And shingles, yes, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. So uh, very funny. Like um, my sister had shingles. And she, uh, funny. Oh fuck, poor her in Austria when she was traveling. Oh no. Yeah, like what a way to like. I've heard that's painful. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah, and then she was, so she had to, like take like a whole week of just like feeling shit the whole time. Um, but it's not sexually transmitted. No, not at all. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, that's why I brought it up. I didn't want to, I was like, I didn't think of this. I would be like outing her in any way. I'm like, she had shingles. Oh, well. <laughs> so did Denise Savard for the, of the Montreal Canadians. Um, and uh, cold sore. Like my mom had a cold sore mm-hmm. and yeah, I've never had a cold sore in my life. So it's, 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 it seems like it's such a hit and miss thing with some people. It's so yeah, sure. You can like, use um you know use things or like be precautious Mm -hmm. and like be you know educated and be Mm -hmm. safe but at the same time like it seems like it could just happen yeah you can actually be asymptomatic and transmit it to people too which is like a crazy thing that nobody really knows Mm -hmm. um because they say like something like 80 percent of people don't know they have it and they you know can pass it so whatever that means you know the viral shedding um you know the skin is just able to pass it and people are unaware so um yeah like i mean my partner that uh, gave it to me um as far as we know he never really had an outbreak Mm -hmm. so i mean just kind of crazy yeah 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 and um, but I think it's, I guess I should, sorry to interrupt you. No, I guess no. I should say it's because it's for some people, it's so minimal. Like you don't even notice it. It could be just look like an ingrown hair and you don't even think anything of yes, it. Yes. That's what you're saying. You yeah. said you had razor burn or you, so you yeah, thought yeah. or yeast infection yeah. or something like exactly. it could be so many different things. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and like, it's not when it's general herpes, it's not so much on the glands. It could be like. Anywhere in the pubic area? Um, yeah, I think... Or genital area, Anywhere that's there's skin-to-skin contact. So, I uh-huh. mean, it could be internally um, for, for some people. Um, it could be on, you know, the vulva area. Uh-huh. Um, definitely, you know, I... I yeah, I don't want to disclose where I have it. That might be a little bit too <laughs> that's much. That's fine. For that's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it can be in, in somewhere that you wouldn't necessarily see. So I mean, um, definitely good to always get tested, but know that they don't normally test for that. So 
Well, then also I imagine that also would help uh, with how you prevent it from spreading as well, mm-hmm. like uh, passing it to somebody else. So, like, say if it's on um, uh, for a male, like on the head, mm-hmm. then having the condom on mm-hmm. that prevents that direct contact there. Correct. I mean, uh, I've heard that it moves around on people. Okay. Um, so it could be anywhere in the genital region, but mm-hmm. in my experience, it is stuck to one location. Okay. So, um, everyone's experience that I've be aware to is different. Yeah. So just yeah. if something's you know a little bit different, maybe you know. Yeah. Get it, get it looked at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like our little self checks for between men and women. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. a new spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, it's being in touch with your body, being aware of your body, and you know, keeping it as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, also going back to like um, uh, transmitting through like not through sex Mm -hmm. Um, I've also heard rumors about like toilets yeah no 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 because it, it really has to be skin to skin okay yeah so I mean you're not gonna leave a bunch of skin <laughs> I hope not it's like a gold member type guy just peeling off all his dead skin just leaving it on the toilet yeah. it's like yeah what's up and, and, and from my understanding it doesn't survive on surfaces for, for long HSV too mm. so yeah it would be pretty much gone now this would be another interesting one as well what's and like you don't have a child yourself mm-hmm. but like have you heard much information or like do you have much education or knowledge about um, say I'm an expecting mother yeah. giving birth like would she pass it on to her child like naturally or would she have to do c-section or so yeah that was actually my huge concern when I was first diagnosed is I thought like oh my gosh am I gonna be able to have a kid you know because mm-hmm. like this is in a very you know awkward location right and um i think it's definitely up to someone's discussion with their physician um because you can have an outbreak at the time and then obviously you know you don't you can pass it to the child and have some pretty serious uh, health consequences but you know, you're, it's not like you're kind of walking around with an open sore every day. You know, it, it comes and goes when, you know, your body is stressed. So, um, yeah, it's definitely manageable if you are. I think you can take suppressive therapy um, when you're pregnant, but I'm not too sure. Um, it's just being in touch with your body. And then, yeah, if you were to do an emergency C-section, definitely, you know, or not an emergency C-section, you could do an, uh, you can choose to do that. Anyway, yeah, obviously. a planned C-section. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah. you're someone who's prone to maybe getting frequent uh, outbreaks, mm-hmm. so during a pregnancy, so yeah. And they, you, you're not expecting a child anytime soon. But no. what would be your per- personal preference? Like um, my personal preference, um, I would probably get a C-section just mm. to be on the safe side. Um, plus, like I don't know, the, the vaginal delivery scares me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Absolutely so, fair. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I just would prefer a C-section for that reason. Maybe not necessarily for the herpes reason. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about supplements a little bit mm-hmm. before. Um, you're saying Valtrex and lysine. Uh, lysine. Okay. Yeah, there's a, like the internet actually has a whole bunch of other uh, things that you can take. Um, you can also put zinc cream, like diaper cream, um, if you have a sore. Um, you know, for women, sometimes if it's on uh, your vulva and, you know, the sore is like stuck to something, uh, you can put that on there as kind of a buffer and it keeps it from hurting. And like, I mean, normally outbreaks don't last that long for me now like I've had uh, HSV2 for a long time it's usually one or two days and it's uh-huh. gone um, 
you know, I don't generally take Valtrex every day if I'm not with mm-hmm. a, a partner um, that, uh, you know, I guess. Do you get coverage from that? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, sweet. Okay. It is covered. Um, okay. Yeah, by my medical. Uh, and I'm not embarrassed by it. So. No, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, that's convenient, too, because I know, like, if you get, like, a, it's like some um, part of me. Some prescriptions can cost a lot of money. So if yeah. like if you're taking those all the time, then it would cost you a lot of money over time too. Whereas if you know you just plan it like, well, if I'm not sexually active right now, mm-hmm. then what's the point of taking it? Exactly. Unless it's just for your own comfort. But the way you make it sound is like it's not that uncomfortable. Yeah. So you can handle it when you have it. Yeah. And then when you don't, okay. Exactly. But then when you get into a partner uh, phase there or. Mm-hmm. Uh, partner you have a part in your life that you can start taking that yeah and i mean everybody's body is different some people choose to take it every day just for their own you know comfort and and everything like that and some people choose not to take it at all even with a partner they just supplement and outbreaks are caused by stress and yeah so it's it's like a cold it's a it's a viral infection so basically Mm -hmm. if your immune system is down um if you're stressed if you're tired if you're eating you know a bunch of garbage um if you're maybe not showering so raccoons have it all the time (laughs) just eat those trash pandas (laughs) (laughs) i actually saw a thing on stephen colbert hedgehogs apparently are very are really good herpes carriers really yes well i was like oh these poor little cute things (laughs) I don't want to know how. No, I don't know. I'm not sure why, but like apparently them and um, Tasmania, uh, the Tasmanian devil, apparently they're really, is is it syphilis they carry a lot? I thought koala bears had chlamydia. They might too, but I know I don't. I don't know if the Tasmanian devils had something else. It's very natural. All these animals are just like they're the spreaders of the STIs. Let me tell you. Um, okay, uh, and. So you just like, you just what kind of monitor what you eat more so you you're, you're a pretty healthy person as is you're you're, yeah, so, you're, so, you're you're pretty active and you're eating mostly right um, that's why I have some raspberries and cherries and some homemade scones here everybody <laughs> taking good care of me I'm like Martha Stewart <laughs> um, so yeah you, you just you you watch your diet watch your activity and that helps you along with maybe the boost of Valtrex or something. Exactly. And you know what? When I do get an outbreak, it's usually like a good reminder to bring it back and center it with myself and be like, hey, you know what? You need to take better care of yourself, woman. You know? Yeah. So it's really been like, like I said, I hate to use the word gift, but it is a gift because it really put me in touch with my body when I really was not. Um, I Mm. didn't care for myself really. And um, this totally, you know, helped me bring that and and start working out and eating right and now now i know when i'm you know gonna get an outbreak it's like okay you know time to be good to me yeah Mm -hmm. fair enough and again this might be another personal thing um but doing during your um you know menstrual cycle and stuff Mm -hmm. do you have a does does that might a certain time of the cycle would that trigger uh, an outbreak for you yeah for for me personally um around uh before my period is about to start, I mm-hmm. definitely can get an outbreak. Um, it's happened uh, if I eat too much chocolate or too much mm-hmm. caffeine, um, you know, definitely overdo it. Uh, you know, that is a trigger for me. It's not a trigger for everybody. Um, you know, we're all very unique. Some people have better immune systems. I'm, you know, immune compromised with asthma. So that definitely, yeah. you know, um, I need to pay extra care to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're, uh, I remember seeing on your Instagram, I can't remember the amount of years. I do apologize about that, but I'm very, very, very proud of you. Mm-hmm. You have been sober how long? 
So I've been alcohol free. Alcohol free. Um, for three years now. Three years. Yeah. Awesome yeah. job. Yeah. And you were, so going to your party girl phase mm-hmm. to now, uh, was alcohol also a trigger? Yes. When, when, when you were partying you, at that time? If I overdid alcohol, for sure, because I wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a lot of stress on the body to be drinking. Yeah. Um, I've definitely found since, you know, being alcohol-free, my skin is better. Um, so, <laughs> as you <laughs> hold my beer closely <laughs> to my heart. Jealous. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I mean, yeah, like, I don't I don't crave beer or anything like that anymore. So That's awesome. Yeah. And, like, I, I can only imagine, like, when you were going through these hard times when you are younger and you just found out you had this um this virus Mm -hmm. that you know you're you're getting drunk Mm -hmm. to numb yourself absolutely you know i i've I've been there before um for for other reasons Mm -hmm. um to numb yourself so you know to to, to feel normal or relaxed and stuff or just be yeah and then this is causing an outbreak which you're yeah trying to forget (laughs) so it's just this vicious cycle where you're just you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like make it sound like <laughs> you suck or anything, but like you just hate yourself and you're just going around in this terrible, terrible merry-go-round of, um, you know, just constant reminder and constant pain and then totally. trying to, you know, forget about it. But, it, you know, my, my mom used to say is like, don't, you don't drink to forget your problems because they're always there in the morning and chances are you have more to worry about now than you did before Totally, because absolutely. you did something stupid or something like that or you're puking and then you have a headache and then you can't think straight with all these other, uh, the previous problems beforehand. So absolutely. And, and yeah, that was definitely a factor as well. Like I um, have embarrassed myself on alcohol and I don't like that, you you know, it's not in line with who I want to be. Um, you know, I, I'd like to be someone who's able to be, you know, open and vulnerable without alcohol. And mm-hmm. that was, uh, you know, something that I definitely relied upon uh, to feel connected and not, you know, feel embarrassed for having emotions and things like that. And um, it's really brought my relationships closer with people um, because I'm able to get there, you know, and be my true self without that. So being alcohol free, you know, obviously not for everybody, um, you know, but for, <laughs> sorry, I gotta be a better person, Laura. <laughs> no, I mean like it's, it's really, if it's not good for you. Right. And, and I was using it as I was abusing it. You're, you're abusing it. Yeah. You're not using it. Um, mm-hmm. as a the way, thing. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, it's punishing myself. Yeah. Yes. That's actually a really good way to put it. Um, yeah, yeah, and all, and like I, that's why I try to reaffirm some people. Like, wow, you really like alcohol because I'll talk about it all the time. But I'm also a brewer, and I also you yeah. know travel a lot, and I just love you know uh, different cultures and customs and everything too. So, um, but yeah, I've definitely been you know indulgent in you know a, a, a little bit more than I should have in previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's normal. And then, well, yeah, no, for sure. Like, then there's like the odd time here or there. So when I was applying to the RCMP, they thought that um, I admitted to puking. Um, two times in one year from out al- from alcohol and I'm like oh yeah that's a problem and I'm like really? I'm like what <laughs> it's like that's a problem Oy vey. it's yeah. like well it's everybody like, has a problem like most of the RCP guys that I know personally it's like, Whoa. It's yeah. like they, they have some real issues there but yeah I, I just thought that was kind of amusing but um yeah yeah like there is that special place where you need to make sure that you're not abusing it mm-hmm. that you know you are thinking clearly and yeah like I don't I, I personally like I'm not trying to make it like take it away from you yeah. but like 
I, I have it as a social thing. Um, I never really had a problem talking with anybody ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also drink a crap ton of water. I, I think I drink <laughs> more water than anybody I know. Um, and yeah, yeah. So like for you to find that out, that's, that's awesome. And just to like make that, like, how, how, why did you make that choice? Like, like what, what spurred it? Like just one day you just like felt you kind of hit, not, I wouldn't say rock bottom. That's kind of rude, but like you just, you just like. I'm tired of this. Like, this is not good. Or did you have like friends that like brought up to you? Um, actually most of my friends were surprised by my choice and they're like, you don't have a problem. You know, uh, I I got a lot of people that said, Oh, you know, you'll be drinking again soon. Like, you know, like that type of thing. Um, so yeah. Not so supportive, but like, it's fine. Like you'll be back and it'll be fine. Yeah. They're like, they're like, don't worry. Like, you know, we've all done embarrassing things. And like, I, I definitely embarrassed myself. Um, you know, and, and that was kind of the catalyst because I, I had um, been taking anxiety medication and I began having blackouts um, on, yeah. with like having two beers. And yeah. it was just like, that's a terrifying feeling, especially when you're traveling, you're in another country and then you wake up and you're like on the hostel floor. And it's like, yeah, that's not good. And so, you know, I definitely was like, you know what, enough is enough. This is not in line with who I want to be. Like I'm, you know in my late twenties, like this is time to grow up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to be an embarrassing person. That's, you know, cause you see it and I, we all know when something is, you know, a hard line for us and we know when it's gone too far. So like, I wouldn't say that I've had like a rock bottom with alcohol. We've had yeah. me and alcohol. We've had many great times. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good friend. Yeah. We're, we're distant. They live in another country now. Yeah. Every now and then I see them around. It's like, Hey, how's it going? But we don't hang out so yeah. much. Anymore. I have, I have beer in my fridge for people that want to come over, you know, mm-hmm. totally no worries. Um, but, uh, yeah, just for my own personal self, I'd prefer to abstain from alcohol. So, and so when you say alcohol, do you have any other vices? Um, vices. I love food and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I have definitely used uh, magic mushrooms before. Okay. Um, and that has been really good spiritual experience. Yeah. So, um, use it more so for like a little like. I don't want to say self-medicating, but like just for like just to chill out and unwind, like yeah. just like what is it? What's their microdosing? Yeah, so you can microdose uh, and do a small amount. Um, mm-hmm. I usually don't do a large hero dose or anything like that. A I don't need to melt a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this wall. Oh, ah, now it's gone. I can walk right through it. Yeah, no. Um, I usually will do like two or three grams maximum. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I usually set an intention, but sometimes you know the mushroom got take us on a different uh, <laughs> thing than we expected and sometimes mm-hmm. we feel everything that we need to feel like I've done it after a breakup and I wasn't feeling all the feelings and oh it made me feel all the feelings you know yeah. so um, I've also done it you know and we've set my friends and I have set the intention like what do we want out of this and it's like we want to laugh and so we've just laughed uh, over nothing. Get in that good mood and then yeah, just go from there. Totally so it's like a really great bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still like, I only have my experiences of drugs through friends mm-hmm. and just hearing it. I still haven't jumped into it yet. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'll <laughs> convince you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've told you before. I'm like, if I ever try shrooms, I want, if I want to try them with you. Yeah. Um, but like, I promised my brothers to try marijuana with them at some okay. point. And my massage therapist, she actually gave me uh, an edible chocolate. Oh, wow. And like, hey, here, you can have this with your brothers when you finally meet up with them, like all oh. together. Because I promised them when I was like 14 or something, they're like, don't do drugs 
don't ever do them. If you do them, do them with us. And like, I'm like, I'm never going to do them anyway because I want to be a cop. And yeah. then I'm kind of off that train, obviously. And mm-hmm. so, like, I found this edible chocolate in my car. <laughs> I was like, I, I run, I've run into Kev and Mike as well, my brothers, but mm-hmm. separately. So I'm like, I want to do it with them both. And it should be a fun time. And it's actually, I was going to suggest it too, if, um, cause you haven't listened to my podcast yet. I didn't <laughs> I know, know I didn't, I didn't know this here. I was like, <laughs> I was like, but, but you, you are savvy with the podcast culture, which is wonderful. You're an avid list, listener of other podcasts, especially ones I listen to, which I'm a big fan of, yeah. you know, Joe Rogan and Dan Carlin, wonderful guys. Um, and actually Dan Carlin is on Joe Rogan podcast, oh, like, really? like four times. Oh wow. I've never, it's so cool. Listen to him. Cause he doesn't have this just dramatic voice. Yeah. He's actually, um, just like being normal and just, uh, giggling and stuff with Joe and it's so funny to just hear him go back and forth because they're so good at just talking and narrating and I, I it's really funny because I'm such an imitator like um, yeah. you know impersonating other people after I like, listened to like a whole episode of Dan Carlin uh, I just find like I talk like him like not like like not like imitating his voice but the way he delivers things it's like could you imagine that put yourself in this cavalryman's boots you know and um but what I was where I was going is, um, we have a guy, um, Tim Carr, on our podcast network, and he does uh, the Minute Owl, Hoot Hoot Tim, uh, and he covers um, usually occult and supernatural and stuff like that. Very cool. He's got one of like. Um, uh, like, I think it's called like reappearing, reappearing pe- people or missing people or something like that, okay. where they just spont- spont- you know just spontaneously show up somewhere. And it's just like unexplainable, and like where do they come from, and all that kind of stuff. Like that's one episode was super cool, and he come yeah. and he covers like some stories, like um, the Bloody Mary story, oh, like and then, like the origins of that. So yeah. really, really interesting. So you should check that out if you're into that. Yeah. And he actually talks and touches into um, marijuana use. Okay, he's a big advocate, and he ex- ex- um, dives into like his background mm-hmm. and like where it came from, and like what his experiences and his friends' experiences and stuff. So I've actually it's really funny. I've been listening to his. His podcast on that and I'm taking notes and I'm like hi I was 31 and here I'm like taking notes and he's like telling kids like kids try marijuana sometime and like 16 year old kids 18 year old kids or whatever it's like try marijuana sometime but do it safe you know like make sure you talk to your parents about it and stuff and then here I am like I will talk to my parents about it I'm gonna talk to my dad about it it's gonna be a great time <laughs> um, and I'm just like oh yeah thanks thanks Tim for being a, a, a you know a big brother in that sense and like let me know about this and that because like I don't know it's it's, it's it, I, for me, at least, I find it kind of funny how uh, I'm 31 almost and mm-hmm. jumping into uh, or like kind of going to test out the waters here shortly mm-hmm. uh, with uh, certain drugs. And I have like real no personal experience. But I'm like, is it like when you get really drunk or you're <laughs> just like really tired and something else? Like, so it, like, all I really know is I just the experiences of seeing my friends, mm-hmm. you know, indulging in it or like. TV shows, which can be, or movies, which can be a little bit, um, you know, over-exaggerated. Totally. So. Yeah, it's it's hard to know until you actually experience it, because everybody's experience with, you know, drugs can be vastly different. Totally. You know, for for example, when I do magic mushrooms, I see, like, fractal geometric-y patterns, and my friend does not. He just gets Wild. brighter colors, and I'm like, well, how are we witnessing the same thing? <laughs> you know, it's, it's totally... You see pink elephants, I see green <laughs> crocodiles, what the fuck? Yeah, it's totally weird. Like, the mind is, you know... 
to person to person is so interesting. So well, yeah, totally. Like it's just it, it's kind of fun to see that in the sense of how someone's mind can go and just run with an idea mm-hmm. opposed to somebody else's. And that's just normal life too. Like I yeah. think differently than you think. Absolutely. And we process problems or, um, you know, and come up with solutions differently than we, than each other. Um, and we're both creatively different as well. Yeah. So when you throw some, you know, hallucinogenics in there, <laughs> yeah. who knows what's going to happen? You never know what you're going to get. And then like, and then piggybacking on what you're saying, like, you know, like how people have different reactions to drugs. It's like, especially alcohol. Like I know yeah. people that are like angry, um, you know, very volatile, like willing to fight anything, like anything, anytime. And they have some people that are very emotional and then some people are just happy go lucky and just having the, the best time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's anything with any kind of substance. Yeah. And I mean, I personally choose to avoid smoking weed or, um, really ingesting weed. Like I rarely do that. Um, Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were a bit more into it then. Yeah. No, not, not so much. Like now that it's legalized. Like who's <laughs> the fun in that? No, I mean, I've, I've definitely enjoyed CBD. I do have, mm, I'm, yes. I'm a little bit anxious and actually CBD is apparently supposed to be helpful for HSV too. Don't know the science behind that, you know, <laughs> but, um, they say that people yeah, are believing it. I'm, yeah. I'm all aboard. <laughs> exactly. I'm all agree. Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's definitely like, I don't like the psychoactive part of marijuana. Like I find it just like puts me in that glass case of emotion. Like it's way too much for me. I've always wondered that too. Cause like there's a point with alcohol too, where I'm like, this is too much right now too. Yeah. And I like, I usually don't get to that, you know, that point. I, I, I have a, a barrier before that, but there's that point where I'm like, I don't like this. I'm, I'm, I'm not in control anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this is going on. So I can only imagine that's like the same thing with like any other drug. Yeah. And some people love it and it does great things for them and it relaxes them. That does not do that to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's person to person, but I definitely think, you know, you know, you should say perhaps to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> say perhaps to drugs. Yeah, experience it, right? Like, well, and like I would say the biggest thing you want to, you know, reiterate to people is like, don't use it as a solution. Yeah, as know? a medicine, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you have problems, don't seek this as like the therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've always been one for communication and talking to people, and like that's the best way. Like, if you say it to somebody, one, you're hearing yourself <laughs> say it. Yeah. And then you have somebody else hearing it and then they can possibly empathize with you. Exactly. Whereas if you're just talking to a, a bottle or, yeah. you know, a joint or something like that, then, you know, you're going to numb yourself and you're not going to feel those feelings. Like I had a friend that was in such a hole and that's like, yeah, not, no, no amount of weed helps me. Mm-hmm. I'm just numb. I'm like, yeah. well, it's cause you're numbing yourself. Like you need yeah. to feel these feelings. Take it from me. Take a break, yeah. yeah. I've been through some shit here. Um, <laughs> you need to feel that mm-hmm. because you're not going to escape it. It's going to keep chasing you and you're not going to know how to process it later on might as well just feel those feelings right when it's fresh yeah that's such good advice you're, <laughs> you're so wise <laughs> oh thank you it's all the gray hair <laughs> and the long beard my god you should see a picture of my dad i don't even know if there's one around here well, that's my nephew's butt uh, just look- <laughs> listeners there's a, a calendar beside me from my uh from my brother and my sister-in-law and there's a uh, the, the, the two nephews and apparently they're they're jaybirds right now but uh, yeah yeah I'll have to show you a picture of my dad he looks like Jesus and Santa Claus had a baby with ZZ Top <laughs> that's awesome oh it's wild he's having a great time growing out his hair and his beard um, 
Yeah, I think. Let me just check here. We're over the hour mark. Okay, nice. Was there anything else you want to touch on, Laura? Uh, I think we're good. My dog's probably getting antsy to get going here. Is he, is he moving around? Is he your, oh, <laughs> he's in your lap? Okay. Um, I, I didn't notice. He's so small. Um, yeah, I, I just want to thank you so much. Thank you for you know being so open and honest with this. This has been a, a wonderful experience and a wonderful time. Um, you're natural. We'll have to get you on again sometime. We can talk about like lighter mood things. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, throwing this out there did you want to give out your instagram yeah if anybody wants to follow you and like because you have wonderful motivational things and you have really good links and suggestions to pages and yeah, if anyone's you know needs help i mean i'm not a counselor i'll just <laughs> preface that but like you know feel free to to touch base with me um, my instagram handle is l-a-u-r underscore t-r-u-e and, uh, yeah, you can probably find me through you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then mine is uh, chalupacabra52 on Instagram. Uh, I put that out all the time. If you want to message me, feel free. Um, give me a message if you are trying to follow me because I'm a private account. Um, there's too many times that Russian women are asking me for sexy time. And I was like, okay, just delete that person. Or they just want to friend me and they don't have any kind of message. Um, so, yeah, if you do follow me, please give me a quick message saying, hey, I've listened to your podcast. I'd like to follow you and see your cool pictures of firefighting, drinking beer, and traveling around the world <laughs> and seeing cool dogs. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Laura. That was very informative. Um, it, it, there was the podcast and the doctors that we're talking about before, if you want to follow them. Uh, plenty of YouTube things. Know that you are not alone and know that you are not a lesser person if you have an STI. Exactly. You are beautiful and worthy you can... Worthy of love. Yeah, yeah, you're worthy of love. I am, I am worthy of love. And yeah, no, just know that there are people that are willing to talk to you and that it's common. It's not, you're not the only person out there. You can talk to other people. Exactly. Right on. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. This is, I don't even know what episode it is. I'm just going to put it later and I'm not going to guess because I'm going to be wrong. Later.